Hi everyone, I'm Wendy Meese, creator of the Left Pocket Project, which brings you the history of leftists of color, one swipe at a time. And this is the Left Pocket Project Podcast. Before I get started today, I just want to remind everyone to please check out the project on Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash leftpoc, where you can find, of course, all of our podcast episodes, as well as additional goodies, such as readings, information, sort of about the behind the scenes of the podcast and the project, etc. Um, again, that's patreon.com slash leftpoc. And of course, you can always find us on social media. Um, I'm going to get into that in a little bit. <laughs> There's been a bit of a backlog on the social media front, but more on that in a moment. Um, so yeah, on with the show. So today's episode, or I guess the episode for right now, it's currently 6.52 a.m. My daughter is still asleep. Uh, I'm looking at her in the monitor. And she has she had a rough time going to bed last night, so um, we were up kind of working on that. She also hasn't been eating that much lots of drama there. Um, but I just want to mention all of that because it relates somewhat to what I'm talking about today and now, I guess, which is just sort of, um, I don't know. I want to give you all an update on what's been going on. I had initially intended to have a Podmas episode every single night in the lead up to Christmas. Um, I was on track to do that. And then a lot of things started happening. First of all, I was dealing with major fatigue. Um, I found myself falling asleep pretty much every night. Like the second I ate dinner, I would just pass out. Um, on the couch and I've been, um, still struggling with that sort of fatigue and a few things that happened this past week sort of exacerbated that further. So to give even further background about two weeks ago, um, I mentioned even in some Podmas, Podmas episodes that my daughter's school had shut down because of COVID exposure. There were two students who had come down with COVID. Um, and so to avoid an outbreak, they closed the school, suggested everyone get tested, etc. We did that and we kept our daughter home for, it was about a week and a half that they were closed because it was a week and then the weekend. Um, so we kept her home and then school was going to go back in session the following Thursday and Friday. So we were like, great. We sent her to school on Thursday and Friday. Then she got sick. She picked up some sort of virus from school, not COVID, not RSV, not the flu. Thank God, none of those. Um, but especially thank God, not COVID. But um, nevertheless, it pretty pretty much like messed her up for a week. Um, she was super congested. Uh, we had to take her to the hospital because she couldn't breathe. She was having trouble breathing. Um, they told us to just kind of keep doing what we were doing uh, in terms of you know, steam and the humidifier and making sure that she drinks enough fluids and, you know, all of that stuff, clearing her nose, etc. We were doing everything right. Um, but then later that night, um, she progressively got worse. She was having a lot of trouble breathing to the point that I thought maybe she was having an asthma attack or something. Um, and then as an asthmatic myself, I was really worried about that because it was around when I was her age, although I started around 18 months, she's currently 21 months, um, I started having like full on asthma symptoms, um, and which developed into actual asthma. So anyway, um, we went to the hospital again, like it was the same day over the weekend. Um, we were kept overnight in the ER and they monitored her. They gave her a breathing treatment via like one of those mask nebulizer things. 
She was really excited about it because she got to wear a mask. She's been excited about masks lately. She learned the word for mask and like says it over and over and points it out when we have on masks and like takes our masks um, around the house and like tries to wear them and stuff. It's really cute. Um, but she, at least having been born into this um, pandemic, that's all she knows, right? Like she knows that adults wear masks in public. And so she's excited about the prospect of wearing one. And so she got really excited about being able to have her little nebulizer mask or breathing treatment mask at the hospital. She did well in terms of recovery. Um, they had her over the course of the night on several different forms of breathing treatments and um, inhalers and things like that. And just kind of kept giving her breathing related support. Um, she had an oxygen little little tubes up her nose, you know, the whole nine. Um, and then we were there for a few days. She was released. I had to miss the day of like proctoring the exams for students um, because, of course, some of you may know I've been commuting back and forth to New York for the class that I'm teaching. So it was just a really rough. <laughs> it was like the final. Everything is like all happening in one week. And, um, you know, I was excited about the prospect of my daughter going back to school because she loves school. She loves hanging out with her friends and, you know, learning from her teacher and things like that. She just, she has thrived at school, which is amazing and I'm happy about, especially considering how much time she spent with us in isolation. Um, so anyway, I, on Thursday or no, was it, it was Wednesday night, sorry, Wednesday night, I was getting together her paperwork. This was like when she was discharged, um, and I was forwarding things, I believe, I can't remember if I forwarded it on Thursday or Friday, but I got together all the paperwork, like the proof of the COVID test negativity and like information about her hospitalization and stuff because her school, her school requires that paperwork be forwarded to them, which I'm totally fine with and agree with. Um, I think it should be done. Sent it to them and then I just let them know, you know, we're looking forward to having our daughter back in school on Monday. And so, um, yeah. And then we literally like about 30 minutes after I sent that email, I got a post from them on like the ProCare app and then via email as well, letting us know that the school would be shut down again, um, because of two other people at the school. I'm not sure if it was students or faculty or both, um, testing positive for COVID. So I was like, oh my God. So because the holiday break is coming up um, and they were going to have a week off from school, of course, they decided to just go straight through past the new year. So now the school is shut down between now and, or like between, I guess the day that they sent that, which was Friday, uh, between then and um, January 3rd. And it's a long time. We're going to, you know, do our best. We weren't prepared for that necessarily, at least. And thankfully I'm not teaching anymore outside of home or anything like that. I don't have to travel anywhere. I just need to grade papers and like do some, some stuff on my own here uh, and grade finals and things like that. But in general, it has been, um, a bit of a whirlwind because I was not prepared for it. And, but again, thankful. I'm so thankful that I will be home for the entirety of the Christmas break. We're not traveling anywhere. And then I plan to be home uh, the entirety of next semester. So that brings me to why I'm recording this. I mean, the issue is just simply that last week I did not have the time or the mental and physical capacity to record anything um, of substance and certainly really anything at all. I had too much going on. Obviously, my child is my first priority. Um, my own health is also a priority, although it comes somewhat second to her needs, of course. Um, but, you know, on the grand scale, grand scheme of like, 
order of priority. And I love you guys, but you know, recording a podcast episode is going to be low on, on that, um, list if considering everything that was going on, but, um, she is home now. We are pretty much, you know, we're just kind of settling into having her here every day, um, with us again and trying to work out scheduling and stuff. Um, and so, while I will be even more fatigued now, um, because I'll be doing childcare all day long on top of um, my academic work and my school stuff and whatnot, my teaching work, um, I will do my best to record the next few episodes for Podmas, even if they're short. We do have an interview coming up today. So today's Sunday. We're going to be interviewing some folks today um, and have that out later. I also have a few more reading revolutions up my sleeve that I will be posting, including one regarding Bell Hooks, who unfortunately passed away a few days ago. Um, and I will be, of course, having some episodes with Richard as well. So there will be a little bit more going on in the Podmas universe besides just my own voice. Um, and I just want to say, like, I really appreciate everyone's grace um, and and patience and understanding as these things happen. Life happens. Um, and especially in a pandemic, there's so many un unexpected variables that come along with the process. Um, so I really appreciate everyone just kind of hanging in there and being patient with me. And I will do extra episodes if needed um, to kind of make up for what I missed. But I think overall, you know, that many of you have been really supportive and reached out. Those of you who follow me on my personal account have reached out um, and, you know, said they hope everything's okay with my daughter, etc. So I really, 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 really appreciate that. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention, kind of going off what I talked about earlier with the school closures and whatnot. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but Omicron has me in my feelings again, right? And it's difficult because I think you know, many of us, although I know I'm not the only one, um, had kind of felt like we'd turned a corner again, right? I mean, we had, of course, the Delta surges. We still have more than a thousand people dying a day in this country, which is absurd. Like, it's it's horrible. Um, but there were certain aspects of everyday life that started to feel like they were kind of getting back to normal. I mean, we were able to mask and go places and do things in a way that sort of felt like, okay, like, I have to wear a mask everywhere, but I can do that and still kind of get on with my life. I was teaching. My students were in school in person. Um, you know, I was I was traveling to and from uh, Maryland to New York. I was, um, you know, communicating with friends who were in similar situations where they were back in the classroom or they were back at work or they were doing engaging in, in sort of somewhat normal activities like they had been doing before. Um, at least those of us who had like been working outside the home and things like that had, had missed, uh, we had gone back to doing in some way or another, um, even if only partially. And now, um, you know, it was like I blinked and all of a sudden everything started shutting down. Um, this is in New York, but of course all of Europe is basically shuttered right now. Um, there were uh, just, it's almost like immediate, right? Like we had, we had about two weeks notice um, and I think that two weeks notice was much shorter in Europe because they had infections of Omicron pretty early on that they detected. Um, we knew that it was here already and elsewhere before we even got notice of it from the South African um, scientists. But the fact of the matter is um, a lot of things started closing right away and travel started shutting down and things like that. And it just, I think that coupled with the fact that 
you know, I saw, for example, school closures. I'm not just talking about my daughter's school, which was like sort of a separate situation, but um, like public schools were shutting down in the area. Nearby counties were going to virtual universities, including NYU, which is where I am doing my PhD and where I was teaching, going to virtual. Like everything is switching back to what felt like what we kind of had like gotten over in some ways or like had, had moved away from as things were starting to um, somewhat improved. People were getting boosters and, you know, it sort of felt like we were on our way out. And I think even I, who I, I tend to be like very realistic about, about the pandemic and like, you know, I'm kind of a worst case scenario kind of person on this because I'd rather be prepared for the worst and like have things work out better. Um, even I was becoming somewhat optimistic about the prospect of what Omicron promised, because while I knew that it was more infectious, I was seeing news from South Africa saying that it was milder, saying that, you know, people weren't being hospitalized. And if they were for very short periods of time, um, people were incidentally being found out to have COVID. Like they had gone into the hospital for other things and then they had done a COVID test and found out, oh, you have COVID, like surprise. But they didn't have any COVID symptoms. Um, So in some ways, you know, I got optimistic. Of course, that was tempered by the fact and the reminder that the majority of the people in South Africa who had gotten it were much younger, um, on the younger side at least, and were generally physically healthy, um, save a few patients who had, uh, like, you know, the high AIDS rate in South Africa still um, kind of changed things a bit. And some even believe that the initial patient um, within whom the Omicron variant emerged or from whom the Omicron variant emerged was um, him or herself, someone with uh, HIV or AIDS. Um, And having that immunocompromised state, the body was not able to fight off the disease properly and thus it continued to reproduce and and, um, uh, sort of alter itself within their body and then created this variant um, that spread. So that being said, you know, I, I looked at it and I said, okay, well, South Africa has different sort of demographic makeups in terms of um, the youth and the health, general health uh, of the population. You know, people tend to be more physically fit, more exposed to sun, et cetera, um, in comparison to uh, people, especially in the United States, where we have high levels of comorbidities, including obesity, other autoimmune issues, diabetes, asthma environmental exposures that that tend to be very detrimental to our health etc there's so many problems our food being toxic all of it um and so those sorts of things made me kind of think well if omicron if and when you know omicron comes to the u.s and kind of becomes um more widespread as as a variant it's here in the u.s that's going to be the test you know because in europe people also tend to be healthier um, in Africa in general, but certainly in South Africa, people tend to be a bit healthier on that front. They're, they don't have quite the same degree of, of comorbidities. And so I just thought to myself, okay, well, we'll see what happens, right? Um, and then news started coming out from scientists who were working on the disease or the variant of the virus, excuse me, in the UK, saying that uh, there was not necessarily any reason to believe that the variant was milder. Um, of course, they're still working on that, but you know it was sort of the everyone wait and see situation because a few weeks ago we only had information about the variant itself coming out, but we didn't, and it spread, its degree of spread, and some of the changes along the spike protein and all of that, which help it affix itself, you know, to our body, basically to our cells and things like that to, to spread. Um, but we 
didn't have enough information. We were just kind of waiting, 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 waiting. And so now, as I said, there's more information coming out saying that it's a bit more um, dangerous or may not be as mild, I should say, as people thought. And sorry, that's the monitor going off. My apologies. Um, so keeping that in mind, you know, everyone is sort of starting to shut down again. Things are starting to close up. People are starting to go back to Zoom everything. Um, you know, people who had been starting to leave home to go to the office or to do their jobs um, are now going to have to stay at home again. So it's just... I guess it's right on time for the holiday. Um, you know, for people who don't have to work through the holidays, it's a bit convenient because you can at least, you know, this idea of like sheltering in place or whatever, you're already going to be at home. So it doesn't really feel like it's going to be that much of a change. Um, but I know for people who were planning on traveling and things like that, you know, they may want to take a second look at their plans. Um, and, and I don't think they will. there will be that much of a difference in travel, but I think that's what also scares me because I know that Americans will travel and will not be taking the proper precautions, um, and thus the spread will be worse. Um, and right at a time when, you know, everyone's, everyone's in everyone's faces for the holidays. And so I just, I'm really concerned about where things are going, and I think it's sent me back into this sort of depressive state of... Um, you know, wondering what's going to come around the corner and, and just feeling like things keep getting, keep getting worse. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a human being. And while I try to be really optimistic and I try to be, um, you know, somewhat hopeful about things, I'm also realistic and, and I have to confront the reality of things. And I tend to do so often. <laughs> you all know from listening to this podcast. And so I've been preparing myself, um, you know, even if it's just been a few days on potentially homeschooling my child next semester, I don't know what that's going to look like. But even if it's not formally done, it's something that I'm going to have to do if her school continues to shut down. Um, and if children at the school continue to have COVID exposure. Um, and on the one hand, part of me is like, I wish that parents or teachers or whatever were doing more um, to protect the children at home, for example or to, to refrain from engaging in activities themselves that put, you know, COVID on the table, if you will. But at the same time, I also recognize that, um, you know, there's so many variables and, and factors, especially about this new variant, that that make things even more insecure. Um, and also just Delta being around still and, like, pretty much thriving. I mean, it's it's making people sick left and right even those who are vaccinated, even those who are boosted, you know? So I think for me, I'm just, just preparing myself. Um, and I think the optimism that I do have left is regarding what I know I can do with my child, um, how I can support her in this moment and the capacity I have to, to teach her and continue to raise her the best I know how, um, despite these really challenging circumstances. I think there's positivity there, um, and I think there's some optimism with regard to, you know, being able to continue bonding with her and having time with her. But I'm also just, um, I'm very frustrated because I kept looking, again, this is me when I was feeling really optimistic, and I was like, okay, like, second semester, you know, my daughter will be back in school, I'll get a chance to work on my dissertation, you know, I'm not going to be as exhausted because I'll spend time with her in the afternoon when she comes home from school, and then I can spend you know, most of my day doing my work and focusing on things. Um, and I would say to myself, okay, you know, like I'm not traveling to New York right now, or at least I won't be for the second semester. So I can actually like really, really focus. 
Um, and now it looks like that may not be possible. So, you know, like I said, I'm just, I'm preparing myself and trying to make sense of what the next few months may look like and, um, just kind of getting my ducks in a row in, in hopes of, um, you know, not being caught off guard any more than I already have been. And I'm sure many other parents and families and even individuals who are like really tired of this have been doing, I'm sure they've been doing the same in their own way, um, or ways I should say, as all of this news continues to come out. And I'm just sending everybody kind of virtual hug and, and empathy and understanding that like, this is tough and this is a really challenging moment in our lives. Um, and I think that we, at least, you know, speaking for left POC, um, you know, me and Richard, but, but just speaking in general for people on the left who are truly on the left and like concerned about others and recognize that there needs to be more done to protect the population um, amid this pandemic, you know, just know that we will continue to do what we do. We will continue to fight for, um, you know, people's lives, to be honest, to be respected and valued and supported through as many means as possible. Um, and I hope that in some way, even though our podcast tends to be on the kind of negative side or negative, maybe not, but realistic, um, side of things, just know that we will do our best to continue to provide content that will hopefully inspire people if they're not already engaged in some way in learning more about leftist histories that this will inspire them to do so. Um, and this, this podcast and this project as a whole will encourage people to learn more about things that they didn't know about and, and get in touch with some of the movements and figures and ideologies that should undergird all of our senses of humanity and, um, you know, understanding and support of others, whether governmental or not, um, through whatever means. And, um, you know, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. There may be some modifications, like what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, as needed, of course. Um, but, you know, just know that we will be there and that we really, really, really appreciate your continued support of these efforts. And, you know, whether it's monetary or just telling people about the podcast or putting out the information about um, the project, we really appreciate it and hope that all of you will stay safe continue to protect yourselves, your friends, your family, your colleagues, um, and just don't lose sight of, of, you know, others' humanity and the need to support that. So with that said, I'm going to close this out. Um, there will be, as I said, more episodes coming soon. I'm going to be recording those today, tomorrow, etc. So just be on the lookout for that. And, uh, but I just wanted to update you all and let you all know what's going on and why I was MIA. Um, yeah. So with that said, thanks so much and have a good one. Bye.